The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Jess Kelly is with us now to answer your tech questions. Uh, before that, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, News 90. News 90. This is quite an exciting innovation from our newsroom here at News Talk. So if you have an Amazon Echo device in your home, and if you're not sure if you do, if you go around shouting Alexa and you don't live with someone calling Alexa, chances are you have one. Uh, this is a new 90 second bespoke news update. So as you go about the house, like the first conversation I have every day is with my smart assistant asking if it's raining or if I need a jacket and so on. Now you can get updated in 90 seconds three times a day. Uh, So in the morning, in the afternoon and in the evening, it is updated by journalists working in the newsroom. It's very, very simple to uh, activate. It's a skill. You just say Alexa, open News 90 flash briefing and there you'll have that bespoke uh, content that's there. It's 90 seconds. It'll get you up to speed with all of the big stories of the day and it's very easy to do. And it's 90 seconds long. It's not, it's not going to take all day. You don't have to go clicking through links or anything like that. You can be unloading the shopping or making your coffee and get up to speed. Uh, so it's great. And as I said, it's available now. So if you do have an Amazon Echo device, uh, give it a go and let us know what you think. All right. Now, uh, more news from Elon Musk and Twitter and his blue tick. Yeah, like he is, I won't say that. It's very frustrating. There's been a lot of changes on the platform since he took over. Uh, We know that he's been pushing the Twitter Blue, which is the paid subscription for the service. Uh, If you pay, I think it's around eight quid a month, you now get a blue tick, uh, which means you're verified. So you can claim to be whoever you want to be and you'll be verified as that name. You get, you know, higher prominence and all the rest. But they're now saying that from the 15th of April, only verified subscribers will have posts recommended to other users and will be allowed to vote in polls. Now, you may not think that's the end of the world, right? But I've been thinking about this quite a while. When they remove the verification, which they're saying they're going to do of legacy accounts. So, you know, journalists, uh, famous people, people of note, uh, if they don't pay the the fee every month, they're going to lose their verification badge, which is grand. That's fine. But we're now getting into the stage where there's going to be content suppression. If you're not paying the fee every month, you're not going to appear in uh, the For You page. So other users won't find your content. And that's what they're telling us about. You know, we, we saw Meta unveil their Meta verified platform um, in Australia. And I think it's being rolled out in the US now as well. This is a tool where you can pay a fee and you'll get verified on Facebook and Instagram. You'll get access to a human being if something goes wrong. Your account will be verified using ID. And I think they're all great things. But the more I think about it, we're now being charged for the basic premise of social media. And I Mm. think if you are somebody of note or if you are a journalist with something to share, you're being penalised basically for not playing ball by Elon's whims. And it just doesn't sit right with me. Mm. There are businesses and individuals who use these tools as a vital lifeline for their businesses. Does this mean that if we ran a Twitter poll, an instant Twitter poll now? Yeah that only people with the blue tick could vote in our poll? Exactly, yeah. So this hmm. is, it's, it's going... But, um, that would actually purify the poll in a sense, wouldn't it? That you'd actually 
know they were real people rather than bots voting in the poll to skew it, for example. You can imagine a political party deciding they wanted a particular result on our Twitter poll yeah. and they could um, organise that. They could organise it, but the fear factor there is that you're also going to only hear from the people who can afford to pay eight euro a month. And so there's going to be a whole portion of people who won't be able to have their voices heard. Now, I know there will be people rolling their eyes going, would you calm down? It's social media. But the, the reality is, if you look back at Twitter in particular, over the last 10 years or so, it has been a vital source of news, source of political engagement and conversation. And I think if we're going to start seeing this level of suppression now, that to me is more dangerous than, you know, Elon changing the press at twitter.com email address to send back a poo emoji. They're still looking at this whole thing of uh, platform or publisher in the Supreme Court yeah. in America, aren't they? So that could change the whole landscape anyway. Yes. All right, uh, lots to think about. Indeed. So the question's coming in. Could you ask Jess what sort of a smartwatch would she recommend to keep an eye on health, please? There are so many great ones out there and I suppose it depends on what your budget is but also what level of data you want because you can get one for around 100 quid that will track your sleep and track your steps and that might be sufficient. If you want to spend a little bit more, say around 160 to 250, you can get ones that have you know a heart rate monitor uh, that can do a whole host of other bits and pieces including storing music on them. So I would look at, like I wear the Apple Watch SE, which is the cheapest of the Apple Watches. Um, you can also get the Fitbit Sense. I'm a big fan of the Huawei smartwatches as well. They're incredibly affordable. Um, so again, I don't have a specific recommendation because I don't know your budget and what you're after. But there are plenty out there. But go with the brand that you know. And now, is there a product on the market that connects you to the TV and enables you to listen to the TV at your level, separate to others around you? Now, this would be you know, Bluetooth headphones would work, but does that cut off the Everyone normal sound of the rest of the room? I, I I know that you can get a headphone splitter, right? You could get, because I, I live with someone who has one, a headphone DAC that uh, you can split so that you could plug your speakers. If you have external speakers now, this is, I don't know mm. necessarily how to do it. I'm just wondering, can you have a Bluetooth connection which does not mute the general sound? I don't know off the top of my head that you can do that because I do think it would probably override. But if you do have external speakers, you could get a splitter and do it that way, I'm sure. Uh, but I don't think with the built-in speakers that it's possible. Uh, could you ask Jess which Chromebook she would recommend? I mostly use my laptop for Word documents, for Netflix and for uh, Teams and Zoom. And do they have USB connections? That's from Nula. Uh, yeah, the, like all of the Chromebooks are excellent value. HP is solid. Asus is solid. Acer is solid. They all tend to have very similar spec and very similar ports. It's just what colour casing do you want? In terms of functionality, the majority of them do the same mm. thing. Now, which USB is now standard? Uh, so USB-C is the one that is being pushed forward. So it's the little one. It's the little one. It's the little roundy one. So remember that the universal charges are coming into play from next year. So Every device will have to be charged by USB-C, but that doesn't mean that the USB port, the traditional USB port, will be gone entirely. Um, but just bear that in mind. Mm. Could you ask Jess if she can recommend a two-in-one hybrid laptop stroke tablet for work? I'm in a business development role and I use the laptop for normal op- office duties, but a tablet would be handy for playing product videos, presentations uh, to clients and prospects. 
This is where the Microsoft Surface range come into play. They were one of the first out of the traps with these really dynamic two-in-ones that weren't just, you know, you could fold the laptop screen back. You can actually take the, the keyboard take off. off now, entirely. I have one of the originals. I think it's the They two, use the three, I think, isn't it? Yeah. It's heavy and clunky compared to... I used one on the OB last week in Belfast, yes. which was skinny and light. That's the Surface Pro. I think it's the eight that uh, we now have in our OB kit and they are fantastic. And if you... Look, it's an investment, but it they will stand... And the test of time. They last for years. You can also get the stylus that you can use in presentations to trigger video and so on. So that would be my honest recommendation there. So the uh, Surface uh, from Microsoft and there are different price points on that. Uh, What is the best way to store photographs? There are so many ways. My personal preference is in the cloud because I like being able to access them wherever from whatever device once I have an internet connection. I pay, I think I pay a tenner a month for two terabytes of data from Google. So I pay for the Google One, which gives me two terabytes of storage. And I have the Google Photos app on every phone and every device that I use. So that when I take a picture, it automatically goes up into the cloud. It can also detect if you have photographs saved to your device that are already in the cloud and prompt you to save up space. A tenner a month Mm. is quite expensive. That's for the two terabytes, so you can get less storage for around three quid. And what's the best way to store them in terms of sorting them? Well, this is the great thing with Google is that the AI does it all for you. So I could go into my Google Photos now and I could put in Pat Kenny and it will identify your face and it'll pull up all the photographs that I that I have. And you can do it for, you know, a beach, a gig, food, whatever it is. I know some people don't like that, but I really do. Uh, and on the same subject, I was having breakfast one morning. The radio presenter said, good morning, to which my Apple HomePod replied, I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, that freaks me out. That happens to me all the time when you're talking and then either Siri or someone jumps into the conversation. It's very frustrating. Mm. Jess Kelly, thank you very much. Now, a reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to in the News Talk app, part by Golad. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.